0: good morning pray with me god creator redeemer sustainer draw near now amen today's gospel is a story of encounter and evangelism the chapter beginning with the first disciples andrew and simon shares where jesus found philip how philip found nathaniel and centers a Jesus who sees, who finds us all. I love Philip's evangelical urgency. I read this part of the story and marvel at the power of an encounter with Jesus, an encounter so compelling, it can't help being shared. I read it thinking of my husband. If you don't know it yet, Rodney is the evangelist of our family. He's the one who tells and spreads the good news of a Messiah in his life with everyone he meets. I read it and remember my own encounter and the fire that burned within me to share it with friends. Yes, that was me leading company prayers backstage before performances. The encounter, knowing the presence of the Lord changed me. I was never the same. Jesus is after all, the one. He is the one about whom Moses in the law and all the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph's from Nazareth. He is the good news as it makes its way around Galilee. John's gospel points us to remembrance of the undeniable encounter with Jesus and it's accompanying invitation to partner with him in the work of liberating love. Read today, John's message is for us, the members of the faith who need encouragement during tough times. We read and remember our own life-changing encounters, but John's message is also for non-believers, those who have not yet known or seen, those like Nathaniel, who may doubt, who might be a bit jaded or cynical. In this story, Nathaniel is most fallible, most vulnerable, most human. He is probably like most of us. We've been around the block a few times and aren't easily impressed. We think we know and judge everything, but Jesus meets him where he needs to and speaks to the moment with words spoken as transformative truth words that pinprick Nathaniel's heart with an undeniable authenticity. Jesus's words were an unveiling, an exposure, maybe even a healing. And they are absolutely the grounding pathway that leads to the creative, potent, imaginative, and communal work of love that will come next. I saw you. I saw you marks the moment for Nathaniel, and in those three words, he is known. The God who has been and will be, the God who has seen and will see, steps into Nathaniel's life and he is never the same. Jesus looks into the soul of Nathaniel and identifies his heart and character. This revelation is freeing in the best way. Nothing is hidden, all is found, every detail revealed. And it is from this liberative exposure, this freedom that arises Nathaniel's response. Jesus is for him now and forever, rabbi, son of God, king of Israel. Jesus's call is insistent and his words are divine. His words opened Nathaniel's spiritual eyes to see the Jesus who first saw him. With the psalmist, Nathaniel would sing, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is so high that I cannot attain it. The God who memorizes us in Jesus invites us to see to latch on to a sense of vision for the future, the hope of redemption for the world, a path illumined beyond despair. Any call from Jesus must first be remembered with this acknowledgement, God sees us. So I'm reading crucial points of this text backwards, knowing the encounter begins with being seen and known. I saw you Come and see, follow me. And yet it is never this simple. Follow me begs the question, what's next? How? In Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s, Where Do We Go From Here? the last book written before his assassination, he poses an important question and proposes a choice, chaos, community. In it, he urges us to dream with our eyes open and digs into this idea of futuristic vision and focus. And that kind of seeing begins now. It is shared with a sense of immediacy. Dr. King pushes past the one day we shall to the part where he talks about the fierce urgency of now, this moment, In this moment, we claim our identity as God's beloved. In this moment, we latch onto the inward and life-affirming acceptance of being seen and known. Named in this moment and always, our identity is an integral part of the eternal. This never-ending, imperishable dream of love. And that dream is only possible as we make it so. Dr. King would have been 92 years old this week, and it's been almost 60 years since he delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. As he predicted on that day, since then we have refused to allow the nation to return to business as usual. Much has transpired. And that movement that Jesus promised in our gospel reading today, the ascending and descending of the spirit It is happening, but sometimes it feels slow. Sadly, just last week, right-wing terrorists emboldened by the president staged an unsuccessful coup, storming the Capitol building, descending on the halls of Congress and postponing the vote that would make Joe Biden's election official. Over and over in the news and on social media, people imagined different and likely more deadly Police response would have been if those people lined up outside the barriers had been black or brown. Today, our nation's capital is under siege as we construct a fortress around the city, a city in need from protection from its own home birthed terrorists. Just when you thought we couldn't find deeper meaning for the word unprecedented, Well, I have to say it again, we are living in unprecedented times. Or maybe that isn't the case. Maybe we're just living into who we are and God is revealing it to us. And although this reckoning is hard, it is for our ultimate good. Perhaps in it, we can hear Jesus's words as an indictment to our nation. I saw you and begin the inner work of acknowledgement of God consciousness that leads to transformation. Can we as a nation be found? Our digging into the text today is a reminder and centering of Jesus as Messiah and the consistent reflection on the question of what following Jesus really means. After the seeing and entering in, what are we to do? What's next? How do we move forward? Where do we go from here? In the next chapter of John's gospel, Mary will implore Jesus to get the project started with the words, they have no wine. And her assertion to do whatever he tells you, follow, do and be like Jesus is our only acceptable response. Beyond this tuning into what Jesus commands, we can't get caught up in the failures of our time. We're called to see beyond them and to remember the signposts, the beacons of light that compel us forward. We have to stay focused, inspired by the revolutionary spirit of Dr. King and others who remind us that we do have a choice, that we can be part of the change we hope to see. We can confidently step into our role as co-laborers with God. I saw you come and see, follow me. The call, the invitation to come and see is important. We know discipleship, the creating and forming of new believers to spread the good news, to be paramount to our calling as people of faith. Even more so is our mindfulness surrounding what we are inviting them to. Are we inviting them to a theology of hostility and death? One that celebrates white supremacy, promotes institutions over people, or condones racist rhetoric? Of a church that sees not the image of God in all? Are we inviting them to a journey of reflection and growth where with eyes wide open, we confront the harsh realities of life with hope? Will we invite them to fear-driven hate speech or racial collaboration and harmony? What are we inviting them to, to come and see? What does it mean today to follow the way of Jesus, the Palestinian Jew? If we're following the Jesus of the way, we can see the call to an authentic, expansive and exploratory movement One that begins with encounter and calls us to be more than we are. Encounter is the basis of faith beyond what we can muster for ourselves. It is always the power of the gospel, the power of God that creates any movement, any shift. The portal opening Jesus is the path between heaven and earth and God's truth, God's love always wins. God is moving, ascending and descending upon the son of man and the spirit of God will have its way both in our individual and corporate understanding of our call to the movement. Nathaniel's call is personal to be sure, but it is left here for us to discern its communal implications. It is only as we each lean into the inner work of attending to the voice of God for ourselves that the mission advances. Progress is shaped, even dis- defined by movement, the experience of mountaintop highs and equally devastating lows. Of progress, Dr. King writes The line of progress is never straight. He continues For a period, a movement may follow a straight line, and then it encounters obstacles, and the path bends. It is like curving around a mountain when you are approaching a city. Often it feels as though you were moving backwards and you lose sight of your goal, but in fact you are moving ahead and soon you will see the city again, closer by. That's where signposts can be helpful. Nathaniel needed a signpost and we need them too. Clouded by the frustrating reality of our time, the potential for cynicism is high but we can't let that happen. We have to look for the signposts around us. We have to be signposts for each other. King's work is still relevant. We need wisdom and hopeful vision like his as we navigate the uncertainties of our modern world. We need leaders to guide us. We need information and direction. We have to listen for the words of the prophets in our midst as they lead us to remember ourselves, called, held, named by God, a God that sees us. We have an assignment, we have work to do. This week we'll honor Dr. Martin Luther King's legacy and pray for a peaceful transition of power for the Biden administration we will do all of this under siege with our National Guard protecting our nation from itself. Things are not as they should be. But today, I'd like to offer this space for you, for me, for us to voice our doubt and frustration, our discontent, to admit that we have questions about the dream of the American experiment, that we wonder if anything good can come of it I hope like me, you'll be honest about it and you'll lay your frustrations bare. I pray you'll do that. And I pray that we in doing it will not get stuck. Don't get stuck in the story of failure that leads to hopelessness. Don't give up. Lean into the encounter with Jesus as and however he reveals himself to you and know your role in the work of love and liberation see the possibilities see with the eyes of love and courage don't stop dreaming see beyond with dr king strive for a robust sense of spiritual idealism like philip and rodney tell your story don't keep the good news to yourself and with nathaniel give yourself your whole self to this vulnerable expansive ever-changing and absolutely worth it Movement. I invite you to pray with me. God of evangelism and encounter of Philip and Nathaniel, God of love and justice, God of the prophets, grace us with the gift of sight, help us to see and to be seen, God of the mission, God of the way, Give us ears to hear and courage to obey. Help us to see clearly the road ahead. Order and protect our steps. Grant us wisdom and peace. God of prophets and leaders, God of the missional minded, God of the dreamers, help us to be more than we are. Empowered by your Holy Spirit, help us to enter the brave space that is your path illuminate the journey. Help us to walk with open minds and hearts. Help us to lead and be led by love today and always. In Christ's name, amen.